Welcome to Mighty Gems, the essence of authentic presence. Your host is Dee Lee. In this program, you'll learn about connecting with the universal mind, otherwise known as pure consciousness. You can have a direct positive effect on your life, your environment, and your connection with others. Find out more today. Here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Sparkling Bubbles, and Playing in Each present moment. My name is Dee Lee, and what are gems and jewels, really? Um, We're talking about um, the show Mighty Gems, Essence of Authentic Presence, and when you are present in each moment, you have the opportunity to choose what you're uh, going to be um, doing in that, not just doing, but being in that moment. So, you can be in joy, you can be in Uh, conversation, you can be outside, where are you and how do you, uh, what is your attitude in that moment? That's really comes back to your own choice. And as we're spotlighting different jewels and gems, um, it's really also taking a closer look at ordinary things in our daily life that are really magnificent when we we stop, pay attention and actually uh, encounter the uh, moment with full embracing of whatever is going on. And with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. The sparkle can be a different attraction for everyone, but it tends to actually catch our attention and we are inspired. Today, we are taking a pause to explore the possibilities when we take a look at sparkling bubbles of each present moment, both inside and outside of ourselves. We have been taking a long, deep look at um, within ourselves and we're taking more opportunity to look around outside of ourselves and helping to create an environment as we go and grow beyond our within system. And uh, it really affects all of our surroundings and others that we relate to. Ellen W. Watts said that this is the real secret of life to be completely engaged with what you are doing in the here and now. And instead of calling it work, realize it is play. Play energizes us and enlivens us. Stuart Brown, an MD, said it it eases our burdens. It renews our natural sense of optimism and opens us up to new possibilities. So, when you see a bubble floating by on a breeze, what is your immediate reaction and emotion when you see it? Does it catch your playful attention and curiosity to find the source of the bubble generator? Does it make you feel joyful and present in the moment of your discovery? Usually, the bubble will last for a few seconds before bursting because it has only a thin surface or it might burst when it encounters another object. The positive effect on our curiosity and overall emotions can last longer than a few seconds. We tend to have an optimistic feeling of fun and entertainment potential as we look around for more bubbles. And as we explore this moment, um, it's a curiosity and your emotion and your your feelings will definitely rise as your expectation of finding more bubbles because it really feels like magic Um, and it's a surprise to you and joy can be shared with that uh, moment 
and also with others. So as I'm a muse from my study and life experience, um, I'm always out looking for surprises, and surprisingly, they show up. Um, I was in a um, on a freeway the other day, and um, with a lot of the construction out there, because the weather is better, and they're wanting to uh, add new things to our um, our routing around um, the area I live. Um, we've been having a lot of uh, construction going on and a lot of backup and sitting and waiting for trucks and things to go in and out and to carry on with their system. And so um, the other day, it was not very warm, but um, I saw a bubble in the as I was sitting waiting uh, in the traffic. And it was very interesting because someone decided they were going to have a bit of fun, and um, they carried apparently they carried um, you know a wand with bubbles, bubble fluid, and so they were just having a grand time, you know, sharing bubbles and experimenting with what does it do when you do this, or how does it work, you know, where does it go if you blow on it, or take the wand and do a whole series of bubbles. So something like that is pretty unusual um, because it's not where you would expect it. And um, what it did though was pretty awesome because it totally shifted the environment feeling and you could see the, the immediate effect on the faces of other drivers that were sitting waiting. And I believe that you know, it was not a planned wait. Uh, it was kind of sudden where things stopped, and then all of us in this lineup were suddenly uh, looking at each other going, what's going on? How do I go and do this? And some people were very um, caught on guard because they ended up uh, feeling challenged and so they were trying to turn around in this situation and go another direction but you can't do that on some areas you, you can't make a choice to change so so you basically have to um, stay there until you're moving forward again because there's no way to go backward it's interesting how um, when you start talking about the 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 um, the word play how does that relate to us as adults? And um, it is a very different uh, emotion that we bring up when we, and also an expectation if we're in a process that we're playing um, with um, different types of things. And um, uh, an associate I have um, is a very joyful person and she was explaining that she is a um, coach actually uh, working with laughter and you know when you play you're not always going to just be laughing but um, essentially she is a uh, she has a natural gift for getting people to laugh and she wrote a book that I'm going to share with you um, a few excerpts because I think it, it sparks the 
uh, curiosity it sparks the opportunity to really shift yourself into a different space and um, it's the book itself is called the lost tribe of the laughing yippee and it they had a it's a, I mean it's nonfiction obviously or it's fiction and she's she presents this as a presentation, but the effect is very uh, valuable because when you look around, there's so much seriousness going on, and if we can find ways to find a bit of joy or help uh, share a joy or come up with something that is lively that we can laugh at or have more light feeling, um, it can transfer the feeling of joy into a whole environment, and that then uh, gives you know moments that are uh, going to be shared in a different way, just like sitting on the freeway with bubbles floating by. Um, I mean, the the shock on the faces of the people was pretty evident, and um, I'm sure they were going to be sharing that with people they had talked they were going to talk to later as, wow, I was sitting on the freeway and a bubble floated by. So where does where do you take that? So I'm going to read um, just a few uh, sections here because I wanted to share the idea of how, how does this feel and look and think about, you know, what, um, what is, you know, around us and how do we focus on something? And Michelle Kasky is um, the author um, of this book, and I think it's just a very brilliant uh, and simple exploration here with feelings and thinking about, okay, well, I can take this minute and I can be in joy and I don't have to be in this other mode. Um, I make that choice. You know, I can change that kind of on the spur. So again, I'm going to just take a few excerpts from this, but um, again, it's called The Lost Tribe of the Laughing Yippie. Once upon a time near the beginning of all that is, there existed an advanced civilization that lived in harmony with the earth and each other called the Yippie. They were a celebratory, relaxed, and agreeable collection of wise ones who were notable for the way they valued laughter and smiling, the same way we assign importance to cash, possessions, and power today. A smile and all that it conveyed was considered a form of currency, the most exalted thing and the greatest prize. It is hard to imagine now that a grin or a giggle could be bartered with and used as a form of exchange. But for eons of time, that is how it was. To the yippie, laughter was golden, a source of nourishment, responsible for the gravitational pull, the reason trees produce fruit, and why new babies insisted on being born. Their hearty ho-ho-ho grounded their bodies into the planet and connected them to the physical world. The lightness of their he-he-he bubbled up to the heavens, making them certain that their lives had purpose. And as ha-ha-ha rippled over the land from their hearts, they nurtured their connection to every other laughing person alive, which was, you know, they believed was everybody. Though the life of their 
kind-hearted laughter, they were one with all existence. Without laughter and smiling deals were not sealed. Vows were not made. Crops did not grow. And the sun did not rise. So the yippie were known to start each morning with laughing together in a crowd as a way of infusing joy and joyful, positive energy into their day. Ho, ho, ha, 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 they would chant as they greeted each other with clapping and smiles, usually tumbling on t- into a ripple of giggles in acknowledgement of the amazing and amusing phenomenon of being alive. Great resilience and vitality was developed individually and collectively by this daily practice as they all set off to the projects of the day, playing a jaunty tune on their ukuleles and singing, I am me, we are we, yippee, he he he. So isn't that rather a light beginning of the day and uh, having humor and a light feeling as you float into your day or flow or float if you're a bubble and you're um, bouncing around um, it has a whole different sense about it so as you share your your exuberance is going to also ripple out into your environment and to others and with that you know it really is going to create a a light sense um, about it Uh, We're going to also be doing some musing about the bubbles and, um, you know, asking questions like, what is a bubble? Bubbles are pockets of soap and water that are filled with air, typically. When the soap and the air are mixed together and air is blown into the mixture, the soap forms a a very thin skin or wall and traps the air, creating this bubble. So, you can find bubbles in lots of liquids. You can see them in plain water, but they will always be in in the water or floating on the surface of the water, not floating through the air. There are bubbles in soda pop. And the special thing about soap bubbles is that they can float freely in the air. They don't have to be touching water or another liquid like most bubbles. Can you find other bubbles around your home? What What about something that is round and filled with air, like a balloon? There's bubble wrap, there's balloons, there's balls, you know, something that is uh, similar to that. So when the, um, how does soap help make bubbles out of water? It helps because it, it makes the surface tension of water weaker than normal. It also forms a very thin skin that is more flexible. And so when it gets stretched, when you when you look at this, it's um, it's like a gentle skin, and it helps to keep everything together. Since bubbles are made from soap and water, they can only last as long as the water lasts. In dry air, water evaporates. It's soaked up by the dry air, and around the bubble, and the skin of the bubble gets thinner and thinner until it finally pops. Evaporation isn't the only thing that pops a bubble. Anything dry can pop a bubble. When it floats through the air and lands on your finger or on a blade of grass, um, the bubble will likely pop. When something sharp and dry touches the bubble, it pokes a hole in the skin and all the air goes out of it and then it disappears. 
So as we go around looking at these different um, types of bubbles and things that happen to them, um, it's a curiosity as to, um, wow, what is, if I did this, how would that relate? And would it last longer and float along in the um, air longer or go this direction rather than popping? And with the curiosity of looking at it from the surface itself, um, it, it becomes more of a defined uh, approach in, in looking at what does um, that do uh, as itself and what are the add-ons or things that you could do with it so that it becomes more uh, elastic. And when you look at this too, it becomes another opportunity to take a different approach to it. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be floating right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you were feeling when you were present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtuit.com. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, We'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to our uh, Mighty Gems. Today we're exploring bubbles, and um, I'm doing a presentation um, of a book that uh, an associate um, wrote. And it's very awesome. It's called The Lost, Lost Tribe of the Laughing Yippie. And um, I'm pulling out different sections from the book because it's, it really gives a sense of lightness. And um, it's fictional, obviously. But it's such a fun um, observation and 
uh, way of reading and working with things that um, it plays with the words and it also plays with the thoughts about having a, a civilization that is um, what they have created. And uh, another section here that I'm um, going to share with you is um, considered, you know, it's looking at it from a present moment in their, their, their moment. So again, here's the lost tribe of the laughing yippie. What they lacked in ambition, they made up for with contented, adoring kindness and delight of the present moment in the physical world. It has been said that the most solid proof that the yippie existed at all is that moments in life can still be described as cozy, delicious, and thrilling. It is worth noting that the yippie didn't laugh without ceasing. They also spoke and wrote quiet, contemplated things. They laughed when they felt good and things were going well. And of course, and most of the time, a gentle hint of laughter filled their discourse like the sensation of a light breeze on a hot day. But they also laughed when they felt not so good. Even a wise yippie might have a moment here and there when they felt tired, concerned, or troubled in some way. In times like these, intuitively, they reaching for a surge of feel-good and healing hormones like endorphin and dopamine, they would laugh for sure, since laughing was the most direct route to feeling better right away. It is hard to believe now that people knew how to turn a moan or a whimper into laughter and heal their bodies, their minds, and their spirits in just minutes. But for eons of time, that is how it was. It is true that the Yippie was, were living a charmed life, and a generous supply of laughing, dancing, singing, and playing felt very good. Cooperatively generous and, and by all accounts quite pleasant, their laughter was contagious. The more they laughed, the more they laughed. Little did Yippie know at the time, but there was something else very different from laughing that was very contagious and oddly pleasurable that was bent on threatening their way of life. It was called complaining, and just as laughing led to dancing, singing, and playing, it appeared that complaining led to scheming, criticizing, and causing trouble. A rogue troop of yippies had stumbled upon complaining quite by accident one afternoon when they had climbed a steep hill in search of mangoes. They were out of breath, and on this hot day and at this singular moment, when normally ho-ho-ho-ho would have provided emotional and physical relief from their exhaustion, what came out of their mouth was, oh no, oh no. And a little complaining led to more complaining, so um, it, it's a, it was a new experience, and uh, it also uh, created a different result in their moments and so it um, was rather a curiosity um, to them because it was so different. The Yippie was enthusiastic about new ideas so when they were noticing all of this too they were um, noting that the effect was causing some different reactions and Every time they heard ho, 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 they laughed. 
but also uh, as they were going through this process, when they were shifting um, minutes, the sun became less bright if, you know, if some of their other attitudes were there. And um, as they went through this, um, you know, it was changing their whole environment and um, laughter disappeared in its pure form as an expression of delight. And um, there, they were noticing that there were roadblocks to the laughter and it became um, a difficulty in looking at, you know, how one was working with themselves. And um, it was, it was very, um, uh, very serious in their environment because as they were um, shifting some of their um, different attitudes, you know, complaining had become so refined that there were categories of complaining and it was, they were, they were sharing these. And so um, it came to be one day that the world over around every corner in each bed and pea patch uh, collectively, it all felt pointless. In this singular moment, futile meaninglessness penetrated into the core. And, um, you know, it was like they changed. So, um, and as they were looking around, uh, the more they laughed, the more okay they felt. But the laughter that had begun just moments ago rather hesitantly, had found its momentum, like fresh water gushing from a dried spigot. And genuine, ecstatic laughter that had been held hostage was now spilling onto everything. And when you think about when someone starts to laugh uh, in a crowd or around a, a set of people, there are just lots of people going to listen and take note. Um, and so, um, if you've been in a mall or in a group of people waiting to have something happen and, you know, someone's uh, raised their voice and they're actually um, laughing at something, maybe something happened that's, um, that they just noticed and they shared with somebody else that then that person starts laughing, it's like a contagious um, laughter virus, you know, it just expands, Whew. Or it can go the other way, too, if there are attitudes that um, have permeated the environment. And that can also shift the attitude of the whole space, and other people will react to it. So it's interesting um, how, you know, laughter is, is, is almost like a bubble of, of excitement and exuberance. And it may not have the feeling of the of the um, visible bubble, you know, which then um, is it's kind of almost like when a bubble is floating by, it's like having a little fairy that's attracting people, and people, well, kids especially, are chasing bubbles, trying to capture them. And when they pop right in front of them, you know, there's that look of total surprise. And it's interesting um, when there is more introspection put on a bubble, um, they're not attached to anything and are, um, you know, floating around. And so they're uh, going to create an energy and a curiosity and people will, will be looking for the source of the bubble, just like 
um, sitting on a freeway. You know, you have no movement because everyone's in the same place. But here comes a bubble floating through your your space. Maybe your window is open and one floats inside. Um, you're going to be looking around and say, wow, ooh, that, that looks like fun. Uh, maybe everyone should carry the bubble you know, wand so that you can share bubbles in a situation like that and create a shift in the environment. A curiosity about bubbles, too, is why are they round? And uh, a book like the um, one I'm reading from brings up a sense of questions, you know, that opens up as you're thinking in a different level. Um, and also, as you think in an imaginary situation, you're going to have more opportunity to ask questions for yourself or come up with new ways of looking at something. And um, they're always, I mean, for, for the most part, bubbles that float through the air are round. And that's because they're pulling the air inside of it as it's pushing it out. And uh, a bubble always tries to take up the smallest amount of space and hold the most air that it possibly can. It's like a, a sphere, the, the round ball shape of a bubble is the best way to take a look at and hold up, you know, um, hold a lot of air and take up little space. And um, it's interesting, um, you can try making other types of bubbles and um, explore what does it do when you blow them, uh, does it pop? And there are other ones that have more dimension that they float better because they're um, actually uh, put together in a different construction. And kids can also find, if you, and as a kid, you know, ourselves, as even as an adult, we can look around and see the effect of bubbles and also round spheres in our environments that um, becomes a question of um, the uh, construction of the what you're looking at. It's like um, when you look inside of a bubble, if you can see it long enough to look inside, um, there's little rainbows and the colors that you see in a, in a bubble are caused by light that is reflected off the walls of the bubble. So when light is reflected, here is what happens. You know, the light touches the outside of the bubble and bounces off of it. Then it goes to your eye and you see the color. And because the surface of the bubble gets thinner, or as it does, you will see different colors. So when you first blow a bubble, you will probably see green and blue, and then magenta or purple. And then just before the bubble pops, most of it will become dark, golden, yellow color, or almost black. Sometimes the surface of the bubble is very thin on some parts and thicker on other parts, when that happens, you will see lots of different colors on the bubble at once, making it look like a rainbow. And when you're actually outside blowing bubbles, you can tell when they are about to pop because they're going to change a different color. And we look at, you know, things in a, in a um, I mean, it's interesting because when you shift your perspective, and you're looking at something as small as a bubble or as big as a bubble because you can use different wands that make bigger bubbles. Um, it 
changes something within ourselves and we have a different perspective that we can apply. And by rising above a little bit in that that um, evaluation of how do you feel when you're doing this, it's an immediate emotion that is making things lighter and making our mind shift and more in the fun mode. And so coming back to looking at um, a present moment and what can you do with a present moment, um, you know, it's, it's really uh, up to you again. And coming back to the lost tribe of the laugh, laughing Gippy, uh, here's an, a, um, another part that is more or less wrapping up. But it seems quite silly and even absurd to us now that anyone would ever believe they could thrive in a world lacking laughter or would want to, especially now that we have witnessed dazzling, amazing genius come alive in everyone and everything. Laughter has become an expression of our our true nature, a cornerstone of our integrity and a guiding principle of our being. Much more than a superficial sound made in response to something amusing, our laughter pulses from our hearts, healing what is broken in the world and ourselves, shining the right of an expansive smile on what has and always will be perfect. We credit laughter as a natural resource with restoring peace, eradicating disease, and returning the planet to lush glory. Every day, a genius can be um, shared in our laughter, and it's great mojo to build a a ha-ha-ha and share this uh, because it is a, a very strong inner power of good cheer and when we share this you know it's going to be like the smile that as we smile um, there's a phrase that a smile can go a mile well and laughter uh, goes on after (laughs) so it becomes a laughter in yourself is going to uh, expand outwardly because it's an experience of from coming from inside into the out. And so it's like a bubble. It'll share a very uh, light feeling and uh, float out to, um, to express itself in the glory. There's, it's going to have a, an expansion that we don't even know where it's going to go. Because someone that is around you, maybe you aren't even aware of them, but they will hear your laughter or your expression and your voice and your exuberance and pick that up. And um, it is a very effective way of shifting the um, mood in a, in a situation uh, if you have an opportunity to share that and um, have more of a light feeling of um, the activity that you're, you're presenting is going to have a, a, an effect that ripples throughout the um, process of sharing and expla- expanding. So, um, with that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will come back with some more fun facts on bubbles. Bubbles. 
Elevate your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you are feeling when you are present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtuit.com. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, We'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. I'm Dee Lee, and we're uh, popping along here with um, looking at play. And the word play, it's, it's, a, um, it's a word that, you know, has a lot of different meanings to each person because of their experience. And um, so I decided that um, this would be a, an opportunity to uh, share a story called The Lost Tribe of the Laughing Yippie because it's it's joyful and it's, it's a fictional story, but it also brings up some um, laughter and that has a bubble effect in, in shifting attitudes and emotions. Um, the um, interesting fact in 2005, someone blew a bubble so big that it had fill, been filled with water. It would have been held. It would have held 788 gallons, and it would have weighed more than three tons. In 1996, a man in New Zealand blew a bubble that was 105 feet long. He used a special bubble wand and a homemade bubble solution of soap, water, and glycerin. So it's interesting how people have taken the simple concept of blowing bubbles and been experimenting with how big can I do this and um, how long does it last? You know, it, it's a, a challenge and uh, yet it is part of what we're talking about is play. Uh, Steve Marboli said, how would your life be different if you decided to give freely, love fully, and play fervorously? Let today be the day. You feel yourself from the condition 
conditioned rules that limit your happiness and dilute the beautiful life experience. Have fun. Give, love, and play. That was from his book, The Power of One. Uh, Jane Asher um, had a thought, you can't stop the future. You can't rewind the past. The only way to learn the secret is to press play. I like that one. When you think of your moment, it's like a button or a a moment with um, a beginning and an ending with space in between. So press that that word play and see what happens. That's That's an opportunity to... Uh, take it and run with it. Um, so where does the word play come from? It's a Middle English, um, Old English word. And basically it's to occupy oneself in an activity for amusement or recreation. It um, People talk about playing the sport. You know, there there's a sport or a game. They might be a beginner, but Uh, In the terms of playing some kind of a game, there are rules and regulations, more or less. And so there's an attitude of judgment. You know, is that person playing well? Or is um, the play itself going well? Um, Those are some different observations, and each one of those will trigger a different reaction in how you feel about it. But again, it's working with the, the word itself. So there's different... Um, aspects of how this can be uh, utilized too. In thinking about sound and when people play an instrument, you know, there's again a different connotation of use of the word because they're playing with something that makes another sound. With the instrument, they could be beginning with the instrument, which would create sounds that may not fit the ear because they're learning how to put the play the instrument. But again, it's uh, working with something that they're experiencing and trying to put together harmony or play with it, um, the process. And so it becomes a more balanced approach, either in this total sense or how the outcome is. And when we um, perform in a dramatic performance, that's another type of play. And it's, it could be uh, light and airy, or it could be very dark and serious. And the word itself is, in both of those connotations, depends upon the um, what's going on with the usage. So you have to be a little careful that you understand and work with how you're um, interpreting something so that you're going to be knowing that what you're doing is going to cause a... a um, situation that you're going to feel good about. Um, Playing is also just, you know, it's like uh, dealing with um, participating in something. Uh, You know, you're, you might feel clumsy with something, but you're playing with total imagination and you could be totally engrossed in something that you're acting and you're moving and you're you're imagining something and you see something and you share something. So um, it's a um, different way of expressing yourself and working with the word, um, coming up with something that could be shared possibly. 
since school of thought, some, I mean, some schools of thought believe that uh, presence can be found through reflection and meditation. And we've talked a lot about um, the way that we, um, we recommend getting into a mindset. Um, mindfulness is a term that has been uh, used a lot. And there's another associated part with that. Um, it's playing with words, obviously, but it's also looking at your heart. And so when you take, um, and not just from a physical heart, but more from taking a look at lightheartedness and also the word heartfulness, where you're taking your um, whatever and you you have a sense of feeling that's coming from your your heart situation. So um, it's it's again an opportunity, and I muse about a, a lot of these things on a daily basis because they they are curious curious to myself, and I love to explore how they relate to different scenarios, and just they're fun to play with. Here's um, some ideas of ways to incorporate play into your day Um, because each of us are still a kid even though we're an adult. We don't have to give up play and you can uh, go about doing this where you might be in a sense uh, stressed or um, finding yourself not feeling like you're creative and um, this is a you know, just a way to put more enjoyment within your day that doesn't cost anything and a lot of other than time, you know, it it adds a lot of value and you're the one that would then make that choice to have this um, filtered in your day. It's like a bubble. Um, Maybe think of uh, coming up with a um, suggestion for your your to-do list and put some bubbles in there that you fill it in within uh, a five-minute slot, but it will affect and radiate throughout your whole day with expectations so that if you filter a couple of um, bubbles on your to-do list, maybe not even put anything in them um, and leave that for the moment wherever you are, that could be a lot of fun. So um, you could take a look at not just physical um, and mental bubbles, but you could also be looking at uh, physical activity with you know your kids where you're outside and you're able to uh, add exercise as a walk or as um, looking around an area of your location that maybe you haven't explored before. So you sprinkle some exploration and adventure in an area and ask yourself more questions, you know, not just looking at something, but become curious about um, why would that location be set up and what is there in that location? What's the attraction to it? Um, You're asking yourself to explore. And when you do that, um, you're going to maybe come up with answers, but you're also going to be wanting to seek more answers. So in that you can explore further uh, outside of that moment. But um, interestingly, um, one of my um, 
choices of play is to go for a walk with, um, we have golden doodles. And each walk that we go, we're going in a different direction. And um, it it's always an adventure because we run into other people um, each time. And also each time we're looking at different things that show up. And with being um, in the mode of walking with a pet, you're going to see things differently. Um, it's interesting question, I would say, if people are just walking around with their handheld mobile uh, apps and they're in their their physical walking, there's some, some um, potential danger there because they're so integrated with their mobile app, they can run into something or get run over if they're not really aware of their environment. So we have to be careful, obviously, when we look at these different opportunities and um, take the, the um, moment, make sure that you're, you're totally present. Um, so you can uh, maybe take a few times a month and focus on something that's different, like people go bowling or they play pool or miniature golf. They sing at a karaoke or take a painting class. That's a different kind of um, play area. And uh, when you're not in a tight situation, uh, let the bubbles float up in in your your situation. And you can also approach things with a different attitude. So when you take a look at the words chore or fun, how do you feel with, with each of those? And um, it's one of those that, um, from a word perspective, they mean things differently for each person based upon your experience with them. But you can, you can um, do something with them in a different level. So um, you can blast music and dance when you're dusting and, and move the dirt around, but, you know... It's, again, taking a different attitude and um, pulling it together with a, a different level of approach. So maybe take some bubbles and float those around your, your office area. See what the effect is. Um, make sure they're not landing on critical paper, but um, essentially bringing out a playful side in both physical and mental approaches will get you into a different uh, mindset and it will last longer than just the moment you know so um, if there's different things that you have not done and they've been on your your um, exploring list for a long time you know maybe wrote, wrote those up to the uh, beginning of of your list and or you could, some people say, toss your list out and start from what you want to do. Um, you know, it's, it's again coming back to what makes it fun and approaching it in a different way. Uh, you're going to feel different about it. And the um, it's interesting when you're writing and or painting, uh, those are physical activities that can also create a lot of joy. And when you're done with something, um, done is not the correct word, but when you 
experience the the activity and you feel like you've accomplished something, when you share that, that's a whole different sense. And it, it actually helps to share that because, you know, when you spend time and write a poem or you, you take pictures that are really joyful and you feel it makes you feel good, they make you want to share them and... Um, again, it's part of that sharing that helps the environment, just as, you know, the tribe of laughing yippies, you know, they were uh, exuberant about what they were um, doing and they felt good and they found that it is uh, such a vitality that is lacking in um, the serious environment that we all exist in today, Um George Bernard Shaw said, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And, you know, sunshine is abundant. Birds are singing. And maybe in your area, the ice cream truck comes around. But, you know, you can um, look at things differently and not have it limited to the weather and the feelings of normal everyday approach. Um, and so, take a look at different ways to add joy to every moment of your day. And it's amazing when you have that as a as a request for yourself. You're going to find different ways to do this, or perhaps as you put this out in your environment, you're going to experience them because you're paying attention and you're in the moment. So it's interesting effect. Um, Buddha said the trouble is you think you have time. I would suggest that you start the journey now. And as we continue to connect within ourselves to nature and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action, we broaden our prospecting arena and can go up and above and beyond where we ever believed we could go and grow. Buddha also said in the sky there is no distinction of east and west. People create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true. So I suggest that um, this is Mighty Gems and Essence of Authentic Presence. And when you're present in the moment, I would suggest blowing bubble and see where it goes. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining us this week. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Mighty Gems with Dee Lee on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you with another edition of the show next time. 